0: Okay, here we go on the Sanderson Farms Championship Edition of the Golf Preview Podcast and R.J. Bell's Dream Preview. I'm your host, Will Doctor, and I'll be taking you through all the best options as far as PGA Tour handicapping is concerned this week in Jackson, Mississippi. Some housekeeping notes before we get started. Number one, the President's Cup was an incredible success compared to what many talking heads believed it would be due to the Departures of Americans like Brooks Kepka and Bryson DeChambeau, Patrick Reed, and internationals such as Cam Smith and Joaquin Neiman lost those guys uh, to the Live Circus. As far, as far as the Americans at the President's Cup, that was by far the best and youngest American team ever assembled in the history of the President's Cup or Ryder Cup. You know, credit to Davis Love III for an incredible job he did captaining the team and allowing Players to pair up with who they feel most comfortable with. We saw the West Coast duo of Xander Schauffele and Patrick Cantley dominate the class of 2012 duo and Justin Thomas and Jordan Spieth was incredible. You know, Scotty Scheffler, world number one Masters champion, did not have a good week, but matched well with his pal, Sam Burns. Burns had an incredible week. I think one of the matches, either Friday or Saturday, Burns and Scheffler shot a best ball 60 and lost. But other than that, uh, Scheffler did not have his best stuff. You know, very reminiscent to the first couple times we saw Jordan Spieth in his first couple team events. You know, he didn't win a, uh, a Sunday singles match until this week at the President's Cup against Cam Davis previously and all of his other Uh, Ryder Cup and President's Cup experience. He did not have a singles win. So we could see, you know, it take a couple Ryder Cups, a couple President's Cups for Scheffler to become acclimated amongst the team format and, you know, representing the United States. A lot of pressure there. I thought Max Homa was the MVP for the, you know, entire week with his clutch performance on Friday afternoon, finishing with a pair of birdies on 17 and 18, which I'm sure you saw you know, capitalized on that birdie on 18 with a big tiger fist pump, you know, that's his guy. And, you know, people often get confused with Max Homa. They think he's, you know, a young rookie on the PGA tour. They think he's, you know, around the age of Sam Burns and, uh, you know, some of the young other young uh, emerging stars, Zala Torres, Cam Young, you know, people include Max Homa in that conversation. The truth is he's 31 years old. He's spent years uh, you know, grinding on the Corn Ferry Tour, grinding to uh, climb his way up the ranks of the PGA Tour. It's It's been a long journey for Max Homa since, uh, you know, he was an NCAA champion at, at Berkeley and, uh, you know, had a, a very notable uh, junior career uh, growing up in Burbank just outside of L.A. So it was great to see Max Homa. Arrived to the party as far as you know, American team competitions are concerned. He paired up nice, nicely with both uh, Billy Horschel and Tony Finau. So you had some early thirty-year-old veteran presence there. Even though you know, like I said, Homa and Billy Horschel were both making their debuts on a Presidents Cup team. Now. You know, I said credit to Davis Love even though, you know, these captains don't play. You have to give Davis Love the third a lot of credit for, you know, allowing his players to make the decisions as far as the pairings were concerned. 2004 American Ryder Cup captain Hal Sutton always said, you know, he got grilled for uh pairing Phil Mickelson and Tiger Woods in the same group periodically through the 2004 Ryder Cup. And he always said, you know, captaining one of these teams is a lose-lose situation because if you win the players get all the credit but if you lose you know the captain just gets absolutely hammered uh by the media now that wasn't the case for international captain Trevor Emmelman who had his you know back up against the wall all week this was an international team that was probably more affected by the live circus uh than the Americans were when you lose world number 2 Cam Smith and you know, the Chilean presence of Joaquin Neiman, you know, that hurts Trevor Immelman. He's going to be the, uh, you know, the new voice um, of CBS alongside Jim Nance. Immelman will take the the place of Nick Faldo who retired. And, you know, I, I think this was a great start for Immelman, uh, you know, getting his feet wet and captaining one of these teams. He got the torch passed to him by Ernie Els. I'm sure we'll see Immelman uh, captaining these teams, these international teams to come. And that said, you know, all four Koreans that qualified for the international team KH Lee, Siwoo Kim, Sung J M, 20 year old Tom Kim, they all performed incredibly, especially when they made a run at the Americans uh, late on Saturday and into Sunday. Remember, it was 10 to 4 in favor of the Americans heading into Saturday afternoon. And the international storm backed, winning three of the four afternoon matches heading into Sunday before the Americans closed them out. But, you know, even on Sunday when, when, uh, you know, you, you had a pretty good feeling the, that the Americans were going to win, you know, I thought the match of Siwoo Kim versus Justin Thomas was incredible. Uh, you know, Siwoo took it to JT, won the match, won up, you know, it, it was a match that was, uh, you know, favoring Justin Thomas through six holes. And then Siwoo Kim, uh, you know, did not give Justin Thomas uh, a, a, you know, two foot tap in. I believe it was on the sixth hole and JT kind of shook his head as he was walking off the green. And then, you know, that obviously got under Justin Thomas's skin. Siwoo ended up winning the next two holes and then birdied 18 uh, to close out the match. And of course, you know, there was, you know, this was a President's Cup that was filled with so much grace You know, you know, Justin Thomas took to Twitter after the match and, you know, credited C. Wu for the chops that he has on him, you know, taking him down, giving the the crowd the the shush that uh, that Patrick Reed did across the pond and so many uh, Ryder Cups. But there was so much grace uh, and and respect amongst these two teams. You know, we saw after the matches on Sunday, after everything wrapped up in the Americans were partying in their team, team room, you know, Sung JM came in and uh, broke down in the Goggins style dance. And, you know, Tom Kim was in there dancing with the Americans. This was a, this was a president's cup where, you know, both the internationals and the Americans had to come together. And, uh, you know, there was quite the turnout at Quail Hollow. It was a packed house all weekend fans that were following pretty much all of the groups were, you know, 10 to 15 rows deep on the grounds in North Carolina. So, you know, I thought it was an incredible, successful, incredibly successful uh, weekend as far as the state of golf was concerned. I got absolutely blown out uh, in my picks. You know, Scotty Scheffler not coming through as the top American rookie was disappointing. Xander Schauffele, uh, you know, was leading the way as far as the top overall points were concerned until – Siwoo Kim and Tom Kim beat Cantlay and Shoffley in the afternoon four balls on Saturday. Uh, So he could not get it done. Justin Thomas had the top overall uh, points. Luckily we had JT in the, uh, in the uh, top overall American points. Uh, So we hit that, but overall not the most solid week. As far as my picks were concerned, we're going to look to recover there this week at the Sanderson farms. Now, Number two, as far as ho- housekeeping is concerned, I got one more little news bit to drop to you. Uh, some news on the lawsuit filed against the PGA Tour by the members of the Live Circus Phil Mickelson, Taylor Gooch, Hudson Swafford, and Ian Poulter have all pulled their names out of the antitrust suit against the PGA Tour. And the reason is incredibly simple. You know, credit to them, they made the right choice. Why would they waste any more of their own dollars? on lawyers in this case against the PGA tour when live golf backed by the Saudis, of course, as you already know, can sink as much money as they want into this case against the PGA tour. You know, Mickelson said that he is confident that live golf is adequately pursuing the case against the tour's practices. And, you know, with everything that Mickelson has going off the golf course right now, I doubt number one, I doubt he wants to, take the stand against the PGA Tours lawyers. We all know, uh, you know, this guy, you know, Phil Mickelson can't control anything that's coming out of his mouth. We read the quotes that he dished out to Alan Shipnuck uh, about how, you know, the, the, the Saudis are cutting the heads off of, you know, everyone in sight. You know, Mickelson would be absolutely disastrous at the stand. Now Mickelson said that he, you know, he's confident that Live Golf is adequately pursuing this case against the tours' media practices and all the other antitrust uh, details in this lawsuit. And with everything Mickelson has going on off the golf course, I doubt. Number one, I highly doubt that he wants to take the stand against, uh, you know, PGA Tour lawyers under oath. You know, he doesn't have the best track record, you know, when talking off the cuff. We heard that what the, you know, the comments were to, uh, you know, famed journalist Alan Shipnuck. Uh, we heard those comments, Phil, you know, telling Alan that he understands, uh, you know, all of the egregious practices uh, that take place in Saudi Arabia. But, you know, he, this is the one chance he has, uh, you know, to to get back against the PGA Tour of course, we're seeing how disastrous that is with the uh, embarrassing live circus viewership numbers, the lack of talent that they have. You know, we found out this weekend at the President's Cup, uh, you know, no one cares about Cam Smith and Joaquin Neiman and Bryson DeChambeau as much as everyone thinks. I mean, there was still, you know, loads of people at Quail Hollow. No one cared that Patrick Reed was there. Uh, from the player's perspective you have to think that there's there's a much better vibe in the team room uh, without the selfish presence of DeShambeau, Kepka and Reed and number 2 on why you know Mickelson is getting out of this case why would he want to sink any more money into lawyers over the next calendar year uh, with everything else that he has going on off the course you know his personal battles you know he's mentioned that he's doing a lot of work off the golf course to fix himself. You know, you have Billy Walters getting out of, out of jail ready to expose Phil Walters has said he's getting a big old book ready, uh, you know, to cite all of, you know, the ways that Phil screwed him, you know, not only uh, with sports betting, but also uh, in the world of trading and all that other nonsense, uh, you know, you might as well just walk. Um, away from this case if you're Phil. You might as well walk away from this case against the PGA Tour and let his friends uh, in Saudi Arabia handle all of it with their deep oil pockets. So uh, that's number two for you, a little live update. Uh, Let me give you a couple notes uh, on this week's Sanderson Farms Championship before we get rolling on our picks for this week. Uh, This is going to be the second event of the fall season. It will be played in at the country club of Jackson, which features Bermuda grass all the way through the greens. I'll be looking at guys who can roll the rock well on these grainy Bermuda surfaces, guys like Denny McCarthy and Harris English who noticeably turn on the jets when they get on Bermuda greens. Sam Burns, uh, won this event last year after leading the field in greens and regulations and strokes gained off the tee. Now, you know, that was kind of a rare win to see uh, one of these known players on the PGA Tour win at Sanderson Farms. Of course, you had Sergio Garcia win it a couple years ago. But uh, what I mean by this is six of the last nine winners in Jackson have been first time winners on the PGA Tour. So we'll be looking at some of the younger crowds, some of the rookies, guys like, uh, you know, second year players to hit the gala, some other sophomores like Taylor Moore and Davis Riley as well as some rookies like uh, like Davis Riley uh, or you know Ben on uh, who who is coming back uh, to the PGA Tour after having to return to the Corn Ferry Tour after he lost his PGA Tour card so we'll be looking at a at a a pretty good mix um, of some of the younger guys on the PGA Tour the average score over the last five years in Jackson has been 20 under par so I don't care how good a ball striker some of these players are. If a player cannot make a boatload of putts and have proven that you can reach the 20 under or better mark, I'll be staying away this week. I'm focusing more on strokes gained putting than I am at any other statistical category this week. You know, the green complexes are what make country club of Jackson Jackson, what it is uh, similar to Memorial park in Houston or Sedgefield in North Carolina. Now, this is a golf course that really prides itself on the undulating greens. Uh, you know, Donald Ross was not involved uh, in the green complexes on this golf course, but when John Fout redid this golf course in 2008, he certainly had, you know, some uh, Donald Ross inspiration in mind. You know, and what that means for those of you that don't know what, you know, a Donald Ross green looks like, uh, basically, Uh, take a bowl cut, Uh, for instance, you know, the haircut where, you know, in the old school days, they'd put the bowl over your head and, you know, chop the, you know, all the sides around it. You know, basically the greens all look like that bowl that you would put on top of your head. So, uh, you know, a lot of undulations got to be able to putt well, can't miss long. Uh, So, but the bottom line is really looking at guys who can make a boatload of putts this week. So, The order of play for today will be starting with six favorites as far as the odds are concerned. Then I'll give you two matchups and two picks to place. I'll share with you a winner for this week, and then we'll wrap things up uh, with a dark horse scoring prediction and best bet. So we'll get into our favorites here in a second. Uh, For now, how about a quick word from our friends over at pregame.com? We have some really exciting things going on uh, over at pregame.com and you can check that out by going over to pregame.com and click on buy picks and then add any package or subscription to your shopping cart. Simply apply my coupon code CHIP20, that's chip P two zero. add CHIP20 uh, to the, the coupon on your shopping cart and confirm your discount. Before you check out once again you can use coupon code chip 20 on any package or subscription from your uh, favorite pros over at pregame.com tons of great stuff going on over there with college football and nfl underway so get over there use coupon code chip 20 uh and click on buy picks and add any package or subscription to your shopping cart okay back to the golf Okay, let's get rolling on the favorites for the Sanderson Farms Championship. I'll go over six here, six of the top uh, favorites as far as the odds are concerned. We'll start with Sam Burns um, at eleven to one, and yes, he's you know the defending champion. Had a great week here last year for his second career PGA Tour win. The fact of the matter is, he's coming off a huge week uh, at the Presidents Cup. He went o three and two like I said in the, in, uh, in the opener while primarily playing with Scotty Scheffler. Um, And this is going to be a pass this week. You know, he's going to be worn out after all the celebrations and defending his champion obligations. I don't see Sam Burns repeating this week. And, you know, I certainly think it's going to be a tall task for him to come from, you know, playing five matches last weekend at the president's cup to, uh find to Jackson and and competing this week. I think uh, you know, there's obviously when you look at the new tour schedule, uh, you know, players are really, you know, with the exception of the 20 events that they're gonna have to play over the 2022, 2023 season, uh, they have to pick a couple of these um events that don't have quite the strength of field. Uh, and that's kind of what you're seeing Sam Burns do here. This is a, uh, this is a course that he knows fairly well. Uh, but as far as the energy levels, I don't see him making a run, uh, this week in Jackson. So I'm a pass on Sam Burns. Let's move on to JT Poston, the second favorite at 16 to one. Uh, he will start his campaign for this season this week. He ended last season with three top 25 finishes, uh, before qualifying for the tour championship and finishing 15th. You know, and what a season JT Poston had last year, winning the uh, the John Deere Classic. Uh, you know, when you, when you talk about how he's done uh, at this event in the past, he did finish third in 2020 at the Sanderson Farms. Uh, and the reason he's found a little bit of success here, he's an excellent putter on Bermuda grass. And with that said, I would like to see how JT Poston looks coming out of the offseason. Number one, when you look at the way JT Poston's record in the fall season has gone, it can be very inconsistent. I would like to see him begin this season with a few top 20s in a row before I start playing him at anything lower than 20 to 1 odds. And number two, unfortunately, there's no matchup that I'm seeing in which I like JT Poston. So uh, overall for today, it's going to be a pass on JT Poston at 16 to 1. Definitely will be playing him at some venues like uh, the Sony open at YLA some of the shorter courses that he can really take advantage of the putting on. Uh, so a pass for JT Poston at 16 to one, let's move into Denny McCarthy at 18 to one, you know, no doubt is Denny McCarthy, one of the best putters on tour golf digest did a really nice write up over the off season about some of the ways that, uh, you know, he really simplifies things on the simplifies things on the greens, Uh, If any of you players out there looking to get a little bit better, uh, I would definitely recommend that read. Uh, Now, through Denny McCarthy's first five seasons on the PGA Tour, he's finished first in putting twice, and his worst finish in that statistical category was 22nd. Last year, really solid year for Denny McCarthy. Tied for fifth at Memorial, tied for seventh at the U.S. Open, and tied for sixth at the John Deere Classic. Ended up finishing 37th on the FedEx Cup money list. I believe that was his best finish on the FedEx Cup standings to date over the course of his career. You know, as far as how Denny has done at this tournament, he's managed to play very well over the years here, despite a number of poor iron play weeks. You know, when you look at the last four years at the Sanderson Farms for Denny McCarthy, he's finished in a tie for seventh, a tie for 18th, a tie for sixth, and a tie for uh, for 17th last year. Uh, and when you look at last year and the way that this tournament uh, went for McCarthy, he was one shot off the lead ha- heading into the final round last year. So uh, he did have a a very solid start to the season at the Silverado where he finished in the tie for 25th. He did not hit his irons great, which is a big factor factor for this week. I, I really do like uh Denny McCarthy to have a strong finish in Jackson, but you do have to worry about the iron play a little bit. This is a beast of a golf course, uh, and and you really want to be dialed in uh with the irons and hit a lot of greens. So um I think looking at some of the ways that you can play Denny McCarthy, I think uh top 10 at plus one ten. Uh it would be a very good ticket. We'll talk more about him uh when we get to the picks to place. Okay, let's move into Say Thegala at 20 to one. You know, frustrating when you're looking back on last year, frustrating to strike out on my Thegala bets at the BMW in the tour championship last season. You know, I thought that with the the motivation of trying to make the American president, president's cup squad. Sahith might have picked up uh, his first win or at least contended at the final two events of the last season, but he just couldn't seem to make enough birdies and pick up enough steam around Wilmington and Eastlake uh, to qualify for that team. And, you know, that's one of the battles that Sahith is going to face this week in Jackson. The average score uh, over the last five years of Sanderson's is 20 under par. And that's a total score that Sahith is not all that familiar with on the PGA Tour. You know, looking back on last year's rookie year, yeah, he got to 17 under at the Travelers. He got to 15 under in Phoenix last November or last February. My apologies. And, you know, these are the type of events that no matter how well you strike the ball, you're going to have to make a ton of putts to get to 20 under par. Can he do it? Uh, We're going to find out. I really like him um this week because you know he putted extremely well at Silverado two weeks ago uh in the 2022-2023 opener uh in route to his tie for sixth, sixth place uh in Napa so so I'm gonna be on the Sahith Thigala train this week and we'll talk more about that in the matchups and picks to win I mean you know Thegala, a guy who made three million dollars last year without a win seemed to be You know, contending uh, week after week. The one that obviously he's going—he's not going to forget—is when he had the lead on the 18th hole uh, at the Travelers at TPC River Highlands, and you know, put his tee shot in the left bunker on on 18, and absolutely threw up all over himself to hand uh, Xander Shaflay that win. Uh, I think you know this is a Hithagala guy who's very hungry, has a lot of good energy about him. PGA tour often interviews Sahith and his dad together. They, you know, they travel uh, week after week and, you know, there's so much, uh, so many good vibes flowing amongst, amongst the Tagala family. I would not be surprised um, if he catches his first tour win this week at the Sanderson farm. So we'll get back to Tagala here in a bit. Let's move into Russell Henley at 22 to one, which I'm a pass on this week. Henley, you know, hasn't been the steady Eddie of the last calendar year that we've grown accustomed to seeing him perform at. You know, that's, you know, a result of his poor play on the greens. He lost strokes with the putter in each of the last nine events. He teed it up into in end last season. Wow. That's horrible. You know, c- considering, you know, Russell Henley, a guy out of Georgia, who's putted very well over the years, you know, the key, going into last season for Henley was to improve upon his iron play. And he did that with a new coach. You know, we were betting on him at Augusta uh, with his newfound success, as far as the approach shots are concerned. And then we saw the last nine, 10 events of last season, you know, his putting just went straight downhill. It's you know one of the many, many challenges of this game. You have to put so many aspects, um, you know, uh, of your game together. Not only, you know, not only the iron play and the ball striking, the putting, the work around the greens, you really, you know, with the amount of talent on the PGA Tour now, you can't get away with nine consecutive bad weeks on the, on the greens. So uh, Russell has a lot of improvement to make in that category last season, you know, had a couple of top tens, Rocket Mortgage, Wyndham, but really struggled in the spring otherwise. Uh, I'm going to look to Russell Henley at the Sony Open here in a couple weeks at Wiley. He finished second there last season, has a very good track record there. Maybe Russell Henley could catch a vibe or two in Hawaii uh, and kind of get back on track with things. But for now, we're a pass on Russell Henley this week at 22 to 1. On to Christian Bazudenhout at 28 to 1. and Wow. Bez is coming off a really special week as the only South African to represent the internationals at the President's Cup last week under South African captain Trevor Immelman. You know, the good news for us is that Bez only played in two of the five possible matches this week or last week, per se, at the President's Cup. He won one match um, up against Kevin Kisner in Sunday singles and tied the other. You know, the good news is unlike Sam Burns, we get a fairly rested. Christian Bezudenhout this week in Jackson. This is really one of the more exceptional putters on the PGA Tour, picking up an average of two shots are better on the greens compared to the field week after week on the PGA tour. And when you look at the second half of last season for Bez, you know, you will find that he knocked on the door of the winner's circle more than a handful of times, 12th at the Byron Nelson, 15th at Colonial in Fort Worth, second at the John Deere up in Silvis, Illinois and, uh, and 12th at the BMW to end his season last, last year in Wilmington. I am definitely going to have a a 28 to one winning ticket, on on Bez this week I was extremely impressed with the way that he mopped the floor with Kevin Kisner on Sunday at the president's Cup you know Kisner that's a veteran that's a great putter and that's someone who who knows what it takes to win in match play and you know the young South African and Christian Bezuidenhout absolutely took it to him so um I like Christian Bezuidenhout this week we'll talk a little bit more about him later but we'll definitely have a winning ticket on him at 28 to 1. Okay, let's move into the matchups uh, for the Sanderson Farms this week. We'll start it off with Sahith Thegala over Sam Burns at plus 130 on Bet Online. I'm going to get into gala more in detail when we get to the picks to win, but the bottom line with this matchup is I don't see Burns uh, having a good week in Mississippi. I think you know, everyone and their mothers will be betting on Burns this week because of how dominant we saw him perform in Jackson last year, and I think even the the bigger reason that you could see the Barneys at the bar uh, playing Burns this week is because how he finished off his performance um, at Quail Hollow last week for the president's cup. If you're watching the uh, you know, the, the broadcast on golf channel uh, you saw Burns make two huge putts on 17 and 18 uh, to have his Sunday match with, with Hideki Matsuyama. And other than that, you know, he was carrying, Uh, Scotty Scheffler all week who did not bring his game to North Carolina. Uh, You know, there's no doubt that Sam Burns is going to have a big year. And I know he is a wizard when it comes to playing on Bermuda grass. He's a Louisiana kid born and raised in Shreveport. But this idea, you know, that Sam Burns is invincible at Country Club of of Jackson is, is simply untrue. You know, he did win here last year. Yes. But other than that, he has a miscut. Uh, in Jackson and two finishes outside of, outside of thirtieth, So, you know, it hasn't been a, a perfect record as far as Sam Burns at Country Club of Jackson is concerned. I think by the time he gets done with the post-president's cup celebrations and fulfilling his champion's obligations, you know, you'll see, you'll see Burns struggle um, on a fairly empty tank this week. So, uh, you know, you notice that no one else besides Bazudenhau, who barely played last week, is here that compared at the that that competed at the president's cup. You know, Burns is really the only one uh simply because, you know, he probably feels the need to fulfill those champions' obligations. So the first matchup, I'm gonna go with Sahith the Gala over Sam Burns at plus 130 on betonline. Okay, on to our, our next matchup here. Uh, we're going to go with Taylor Montgomery over Keegan Bradley at minus 105 on BetOnline. And you know, Taylor Montgomery is a name that you'll want to get to know pretty quick because he's making a very quick transition from the Corn Ferry Tour to the PGA Tour, and he's wasting no time doing so. Two weeks ago, he closed with a Sunday 64 at the Fortinet to finish third. He had an incredible week on the greens in Napa. And, you know, what happened there uh, at Silverado for the Fortinet was a translation of what he did on a week in, week out basis last year on the Corn Ferry Tour. Montgomery only finished outside of the top 10 in three of his last 11 starts on the Corn Ferry Tour. And you'll see a lot of Corn Ferry graduates get on the PGA Tour and, you know, play like the job is already finished or they play with you know, nerves or they just don't have what it takes to play at the highest level. And that's not Taylor Montgomery. This is a guy who grew up, you know, around money games at Shadow Creek and in Las Vegas. You know, he's gone you know, head to head growing up with the movers and shakers like Michael Jordan and, you know, pro poker player uh, Phil Ivey, both of which who love to play golf, especially for money. You know, those are the type of experiences that groom you for the the risk and rewards of professional golf. It's, you know, it, it's as much of a gamble as what we're doing on here. Uh, you know, and, and the fact that Taylor Montgomery grew up, his dad was the GM at Shadow Creek. The fact that he grew up being able to play, you know, some larger money games against Michael Jordan uh, and Phil Ivey. You know, you just know that he's groomed for the moment. When I was in college, I would go to the course, and play as many money games as I could um, against pros who were far better than me. And although I would get my ass kicked, you know, those are the type of experiences that you need to become a better player. I love that about Taylor Montgomery. Um, I don't forecast any rookie mistakes from him here over the first couple weeks of the season. And I think he takes it to Keegan Bradley, who you just can't trust on Bermuda surfaces, especially on the putting greens where he, you know, is often throwing up all over himself. You know, Keegan also missed the cut here last year, losing almost a full stroke on the greens. So I think this is a great matchup against, you know, a hungry rookie and Taylor Montgomery over, you know, Keegan Bradley at minus one Oh five on, on bet online. And, you know, we'll look for Keegan Bradley later on in the season, when the tour goes uh, to the Northeast, when they get to the, the bent surfaces, the West coast on the post surfaces, but when it comes to Keegan Bradley on, On Bermuda grass. It is a must pass or fade. So that second matchup is going to be Taylor Montgomery over Keegan Bradley at minus one Oh five on bet online. Let's work our way into the, the picks to place for this week. And we'll start with Davis Thompson. Uh, Top 40 at plus 163 on Barstool Sportsbook. And, you know, this is a rookie on the PGA Tour who got off to a great start this season at the Fortinet two weeks ago, where he finished a tie for ninth after finishing first in greens and regulation out there in Napa. Uh, You know, so Thompson, as far as, you know, what he's been up to over the last year, this is an extremely young player. Uh, who was on the corn Ferry tour straight out of college last year. He won the Rex hospital open on his birthday and had three other top 10 finishes on the corn Ferry tour last year. He is a player who idolized Jordan Spieth. And, you know, since his days at Georgia has shown that he has the chops to compete against any of the best players in the world. And when you look at his stats from the corn Ferry tour last year, Thompson has all the weapons that you want this week, sixth in driving distance, third in total driving. And he hit just over 70% of greens and regulation last year on the corn Ferry tour. I'm looking to jump on Davis Thompson early this season because I have him marked down as someone who will definitely have a chance uh, at PGA tour rookie of the year in 2023. I think he has the season that cam young had last year. I think he has the season that Davis Riley had last year this is a guy who is really prepared, much like Taylor Montgomery, for the ins and outs and the ebbs and flows of the PGA Tour. So, my first pick to place is going to be Davis Thompson, top 40 at plus 163 on Barstool Sportsbook. Okay, on to our final pick to place uh, for Sandersons. We're going to go with Denny McCarthy, top 20, plus 190 on FanDuel. And as I talked about in the favorites, Denny McCarthy really has the best track record. Um, at Country Club of Jackson of those in the field who have not won this event. To be able to finish in the top 20 every year since 2018 is really impressive, and it's a product of how well Benny McCarthy putts on Bermuda Greens. Some courses that compare well to, to those at Country Club of Jackson is Memorial Park Golf Course, which is the side of the Houston Open, Sedgefield, where they play the Wyndham. And Memorial Park and Sedgefield are both courses that feature Bermuda Greens with that round Donald Ross-esque shape to them, like I talked about early on. Denny McCarthy has performed well at both of those courses over the years. 11th in in Houston last year, 15th at Sedgefield in 2021. What I love about Denny McCarthy at the end of the day is that he's got that Jason Duffner, Zach Johnson attitude about him where you know, nothing ever seems to face him on the golf course. If he puts up an opening round 72, oh, well, he might shoot 63 the next day. But he sure as hell, you know, is not going to let it phase him. You know, unlike you get a, you know, a Tyrell Haddon, you know, maybe even a Billy Horschel from time to time. You know, Danny McCarthy is not one of these guys who is going to pack in a tournament. You know, after, you know, a bumpy opening round or, a, you know, a struggle on Saturday, this is a, a guy who's really going to stay in it and a guy that I really like this week um, at Country Club of Jackson. So my second pick to place is going to be Denny McCarthy, top 20 at plus 190 on FanDuel. Let's get into uh, I got two winners, uh, one we already talked about and and Christian Buzudin at 28 to one. Uh, and my second winner is going to be Sahith Thegala at 20 to one on FanDuel. Number one, you know, Sahith is such a momentum player. And I love what he did at the Fortinet championship to begin the season two weeks ago, picked up almost a shot and a half with the putter on the rest of the field at Silverado, which he only did a handful of times last season. As far as his ball striking is concerned, you know, he continued to be, to be dominant in driving and approach stats in Napa. You know, I think number two is that Country Club of Jackson is a golf course that he has performed very well at over his young career. Tied for eighth last year, uh, you know, where he really had a chance to win on Sunday. Um, And I think the final reason why I like Sahith so much this week, number three, is that you know, he played well at courses that compare well to country club of Jackson last year, courses that are designed for ball strikers, but are protected by, you know, Donald Ross type greens. The, the, the event that comes to mind um, is Corrales. You know, he finished 22nd there last year. Napa is also a very suitable comparison where she has a, a tie for 14th under his belt and a tie for sixth under his belt. So he's played well at the courses that compare to country club of Jackson you know, he putted well last year. And, you know, this guy's a momentum player where when he starts to get a couple of good finishes under his belt, it's just repeatable week after week. So I love Sahith hit the to win this week. That's 20 to one um, on FanDuel. On to my one dark horse for this week. And that's going to be Han, on top Asian player at plus 350 on Barstool Sportsbook. You know, and this season... Is going to be the year of the Ben on, as I like to call him, the Ben on revival on the PGA Tour. After you know many years of success on the PGA Tour and European Tour, Ben on had to go back to the Corn ferry Tour last year after missing a boatload of cuts on the PGA Tour in 2021. And what he found on the Corn Ferry Tour last year was his first win in the United States at the LECOM Suncoast in Lakewood Ranch, Florida, which earned him his card back to the big tour this season. And Ben On came out firing uh, in week one at Silverado, finishing a tie for fourth at the Fortinet, where all aspects of his game looked very locked in. You know, one thing that especially stood out to me when I watched Ben On was that he is driving the ball miles further than when we previously saw him on the PGA Tour. He averaged you know, 322 yards per drive at Silverado. And that's going to be, you know, just a huge advantage in Jackson this week where you can really hit it all over the map. You're, you know, you prefer to be in the fairway. Like I said, it's not easy coming into those Donald Ross greens, Donald Ross S greens. My apologies. Donald did not put his hands on this golf course, but uh, these bowl shaped greens, you don't want to be coming out of the rough uh, with no spin Um, on your iron shots you have to be in the fairways but for someone like sahith or for someone like ben on uh you know who is driving it miles 322 yards on average you know that certainly helps you you get a little squirrely with a couple drives it's you know it's no big deal for him he's going to be coming in with wedges into every hole um at, at jackson and you know as far as who he has to beat on the Asian leaderboard, it's a handful of players who are first-time rookies on the PGA Tour. You know, Carl Yoon just graduated from the the Corn Ferry Tour. Um, you know, it's going to be his first time teaming up in, in this event, and he's coming off a missed cut at the Fortinet. Marty Doe, who's another rookie on the PGA Tour, who has never played uh, the Sanderson Farms. You know, he, he's putted below average. Um, you know, over the course of the last couple months. Putted below average at the Fortinet, which is not what you want to see heading into, you know these tough Bermuda greens that are featured in Jackson. You know, Seong Hun Kim, the 24 year old rookie uh, who who been on, will have to beat this week. He did finish 24th at the Fortinet, but did not have a good week with the irons and struggled around the greens. You know, CT uh, Pan is the only PGA Tour winner and the only veteran that Ben-On will have to fend off this week. He did not play well at all at the Fortinet two weeks ago. Lost stroke on the greens, lost strokes with his irons, lost strokes off the tee and route to a 72nd place finish uh, in Napa. And he's really just not the longest hitter on the PGA Tour. I'm not a, I, mean, I don't love C.T. Pan's game uh, in Jackson. And finally... Uh Ben on will have to fend off Kevin Yu, who is a PGA tour rookie who missed three cuts over his last four events on the Corn Ferry tour last season. You know, and, and and his struggles continued um as he missed the cut uh in his opening PGA tour debut at the Fortinet two weeks ago. So uh, you know, four five players um on the Asian leaderboard who Ben On will have to fend off. I love this pick for my dark horse that's been on top Asian player. You'll see it as Bienhan on top Asian player plus 350 on Barstool Sportsbook for my dark horse. Quickly, let's get into uh, my scoring prediction and lineup for this week as far as the, uh, the, the fantasy lineups are concerned. I'm thinking the final score will get to 23 under par this week. Check the forecast, low of 52, high of 80 with all clear skies in Jackson. I think this is going to be an absolutely birdie fest. I wouldn't even be surprised if it gets to 25 to 28 under. We saw last fall how easy all of these courses were set up, you know, and I think we see a similar thing this week in Jackson. So 23 under is going to be my scoring prediction. As far as my lineup is concerned, I'm going to go with Sahith Tagala, one of my winners. I'm going to go with Christian Bazudenhout, another one of my winners. I'm going to go Harris English, who I'm about to talk about in the best bets coming up here. I'm going to go Ben On, who we just went over in the dark horse. Taylor Montgomery, who I have in a matchup. Davis Thompson, uh, who uh, who will be my caboose. We talked about Davis Thompson a little bit earlier. Great young player uh, who's just, you know, him and Taylor Montgomery, two you know two guys who yeah just got their their PGA tour cards but kind of remind me of Justin Thomas and Jordan Spieth in the sense that these guys are so prepared you know to be out there you know i think they're going to be excellent options for the for the lineup this week so let me just rattle the lineup off here so you, so you have all of them it's going to be Sahith the Harris English Ben on Taylor Montgomery Davis Thompson and rounding it out is Christian Bezudenhauer Okay, wrapping up things here with my best bet for the Sanderson Farms Championship. I'm going to go with Harris English top 20 at +230 on FanDuel and you know, who else would I want as my best bet other than Harris English who is really one of the only established veterans in the field this week. You know, I guess you, you know, you could call Sam Burns a veteran just based off the amount of wins he has, but he's still, you know, in his, you know, mid to late 20s. So, uh, you know, you couldn't really call him a true veteran now. As for Harris English, you know, he missed the majority of last year on the DL with a hip injury, you know, missed all the Texas swing, missed all the Florida swing and had to miss the masters. Uh, and it was just not a year to remember for Harris English. The last time, um, you know, that we saw him was really in two thousand twenty one uh, where he finished twenty first at the Masters, third at the u s Open was part of that. American winning Ryder Cup team in 2021 out there at Whistling Straits in Wisconsin. Now, you know, we saw Harris return to the PGA Tour uh, late in the spring of, of last season. Got a couple starts under his belts, but really didn't get anything going. He really got it going two weeks ago to start the, the 2022-23 season at the Fortinet. Played beautifully, finishing ninth there. And the bottom line for this week is that you know, Harris has seen good results at Country Club of Jackson over the years, including finishing in the tie for six at the the 2020 edition of the Sanderson Farm. So I really like Harris English is my best bet for this week. That's going to be Harris English top 20 at plus 230 on FanDuel. So that's going to wrap things up here on the Golf Preview Podcast and RJ Bell's Dream Preview. We'll be back with you next week. Uh, for the Shriners Children Open out there at TPC Summer- Summerlin in Las Vegas. I'm your host, Will Doctor. Thanks for joining me today. And uh, best of luck with all your picks for the Sanderson Farms Championship.